Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Mark Woods, and I'm back with another Page One podcast. And uh, this time we have interns Emily Sullivan and Hannah Lee. Um, You guys have been here all summer, and I was thinking about how uh, once upon a time, I think in the old days, you think of interns of fetching coffee and, you know, running errands. That I think it's been a long time since that's been true. That certainly was not true with you guys. This is legitimately a page one podcast. Mm-hmm. You guys had a lot of page one stories in the last few months. Both of you did. Um, and it's it's kind of, um, you know, the stories behind the stories we put in the paper. And you guys cranked out a lot of really good stuff. So we were, we're lucky to have you. And, you know, start by saying I wish we could keep you. But I know that's not probably not going to happen. <laughs> um, so I guess maybe start off telling people a little bit about each of you. Um, yeah, I'll go first. This Hello. is Emily. <laughs> this is Emily, uh, Emily Sullivan, and I actually graduated from Emory this year, turned around probably two or three days after graduation, drove down to Jacksonville, and started my internship, and it was you know, an incredible opportunity. I was talking with Joe and Clay um, just not too long before that, and they said, you know, we have an opportunity for you. If you want to pursue this, let's go. And I said, all right, you will see me down there. <laughs> and I mean, it's been awesome. Just like Mark was saying, you know, you're not fetching coffee. I was going to huge high profile trials and meeting with mayors and sketchy parking lots for documents and that kind of thing. And it was awesome. <laughs> Hannah, Um, tell people a little about yourself. So I'm more local. Um, I'm a military kid, but I was pretty much raised here in Jacksonville. Um, I go to University of North Florida, so right around the corner. Um, This summer has been a bit of a balancing act for me. I've been interning here um, Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays, and then I'm the editor-in-chief at The Spinnaker um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and Sunday. So it's been... Right. Very much of a balancing act. Yeah, just a, a low-key summer for you. Just low-key. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been doing more of the dailies, um, more like the daily crime or some features, especially on the weekends, um, where it can get either very, very slow or very, very fast. Yeah. Um, and it's been definitely really interesting seeing how a real-world newsroom works, especially a daily newspaper. And I've really learned a lot here. Yeah, I mean, we were going to do this yesterday, and I, I I had something in the morning. I came in, and by that point, you were both gone, busy mm-hmm. working on the uh, the shooting of the the Jacksonville uh, Beach police officers. So that's kind of a, and then by the end of the day, what? Let's see, you, uh, Hannah, you were out at the Democratic Forum. Is that correct? Yes. So that's kind of uh, it. Might be. A, it seems like wh- how typically crazy. And you're working on big stories like that, and you you did great jobs with it. Um, um, I wanted to ask each of you: Did you have kind of any 
particularly memorable or favorite stories that you did this summer? If you can't think of it, I can bring some up. <laughs> yes. Um, I know on your list is the CSX train story, so mm -hmm. I'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so that actually was something that my editor, Joe Fenton, and his wife, Eileen, they brought that up. And they were kind of like, we see this potentially as being a larger story. There are a lot of, you know, scrappy characters in here, and we want you to go look. So I said, all right. And one, I forget what time I went to Baldwin the first day, but the second day, I left my apartment around or before 6 a.m., and I knew that I wanted to catch, you know, the community before the train was there. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see the train in action or in, you know, non-action because <laughs> it just stopped for hours and plagues this town. But I went and I hung out with the brunch, or not the brunch, the breakfast crew at everybody's restaurant. And you would just walk in and look at their faces and say something about CSX or the train, and they knew. <laughs> and so there was such an opportunity for, you know, bringing out different personalities, showing that whole, you know, marriage of different community members. And I was talking to small business owners who are losing a lot of revenue because, you know, people who come in for lunchtime are not allowed because they're going to get stuck behind the train or, you know, take way longer than their hour lunch. So it was really kind of fascinating for me to look at all of those different factors and how it's really impacting a really, really small town. Yeah, you did a really nice job with that. That You know, in some ways it's a business story, but you had it uh, very featureized mm -hmm. writing style to it with a lot of great details. So it made for a, a great read of a, a, a business story, but you still had those elements in it. Mm -hmm. So that was, yeah, that was one of my favorite stories that you had this summer. Thank you. And yeah, it was really easy, honestly. I went into those, they have three main restaurants. One's a barbecue joint, and you know, that woman sat me down, offered me some sweet tea, and you know, went off. And so they all had really big personalities behind, you know, this, just this devastation that mm -hmm. this, this train is creating, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hannah, what about you? Any particular stories that you um, are memorable? So I did this, um, trying to think, probably back at um, the early weeks of my internship, there was a um, SWAT call out to this neighborhood. Um, I believe it was Gerard Stewart. And the next day I was sent out to go talk to some of the neighbors. Mm -hmm. And there was this one family in particular who I didn't end up getting to use, um, but... I just ended up staying for an hour just talking to them and listening to their story of having to get kicked out of their house because the swap, because their house was right across the street from hmm. um, Stuart's house. And so their family got kicked out. It was a um, it was a Muslim family, and it was a holiday that night. Like It was the end hmm. of Ramadan, I believe. So the husband, who ended up being the, um, being at the mosque that night was getting calls from his wife saying that they're getting kicked out of their house that SWAT team was coming over and all this craziness and um, it was just really interesting to hear the human side of the story because I'm very much of facts I <laughs> love hard news mm -hmm. I love court crime things like that but being able to listen to the human aspect of the story and how you know crime affects not only the people directly involved but everyone else it was very interesting to learn and to try and incorporate that in my writing more right i think you were you both doing part of the blind rabbit murder story yes. that was, was one i think i remember seeing in different points in that saga that you had bylines on it yeah 
And I actually, Hannah covered the first sentencing, which was the accomplice. Um, and then I covered the sentencing of Aaron Coleman, who, you know, was accused with this actual crime and then confessed while I watched it happen, which was absolutely insane. Um, but I actually spent the Sunday before the sentencing with the Roe family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Roe gentleman was the one who was killed that night. And we, you know, we went into the usual questions. I really wanted to understand how they were feeling after all this time had passed and they were about to have this huge, huge monumental conclusion. Mm-hmm. And so that was really fun. But also, um, you know, we had the usual conversation and then they just kept going and going and going. And it's really incredible to not only see, you know, that they are recovering, they're never going to fill that hole, but they are recovering and, you know, they can really vocalize that. And they wanted that to be vocalized. They weren't just, you know, this family who was like, have pity on us. They want to be thriving in the community and continue to live how they can. Mm-hmm. And what do you remember about that story? So, um, although I didn't get to sit down with the family, it was the first time I was inside the Juval Courthouse um, covering the accomplice sentencing. And there was a lot going on, at least for me, um, just being able to, one, see what court is actually like um, and seeing the family reactions. And I think that that day particularly, and I think Bob took a, a really emotional picture from that specific sentencing of the parents hugging and crying in court. And I think it hit me. Um, I'm a new mom. And so just putting myself in in their shoes made me realize, again, like earlier, that there's humans behind the facts. There's emotions that won't ever be healed. And so beforehand being i'm very i'm a very cynical person um (laughs) but i think the summer has really taught me that i really need to look at the human side of things i really need to focus on the emotions because that's how because that's what the facts are going to be affected by is you know you could say oh this is what's happening but then it's like well what's going to happen because of that Mm -hmm. so i think that's what i've really learned here um yeah i wrote down like some of the stories you guys worked on I wrote down that for both of you. And this was just kind of off the top of my head. And you, know, you had that, that marriage at Brooks Rehab was it was oh. a good story. You had pole vaulting at the zoo. Yeah. Sally Corp. Yeah. Um, Sally Corp is actually just a block or two away from here. Um, so I went to middle school here. Um, I went to La Villa, which is really my up daughter the road. Went, yeah. um, so I've always heard about Sally Corp and about, you know, they do roller coasters kind of stuff. It's like, okay. But I realized when I went there, like how much they did, they do dark rides, which is the type of roller coaster rides where you're like, you, it's inside a building, you sit down, they, the car takes you around, things pop up, a lot of it now is like 3D, mm-hmm. but they do a lot of that, especially at like Six Flags. And being able to do that story made me realize how much of Jacksonville, even though I'm a native, how much of Jacksonville I don't know. Um, like I always heard about certain things, but I never realized how big they were until I covered it. And I think this summer, I mean, those three stories you mentioned were very feature stories, and I thought, come in, I was gonna be news, I'm gonna be hard facts, <laughs> crime, and I realized how much more flexible my writing could be. Hmm. Yeah, you did a good job with those. And, and yeah, I agree that that's, 
what I like about what we do is that um, I I go places I wouldn't naturally go, talk to people I wouldn't naturally talk to, so I feel more connected to my city just because of what we do. Um, let's see, Emily. Yeah, I wrote down you also had um, so you you know you're you're real strong with feature writing, but you had breaking news, the dog mauling, oh. and then let's see, you had fun ones. You had a uh, you want to blow up a power plant story. That one was fun. <laughs> and uh, then uh, kind of a hard news follow-up, our, our river keeper rising seas. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So those were some of the you, – you both had this broad range of yeah. what you did. Yeah, and I was just talking about that river keeper story yesterday, actually, because that was the most glamorous I have ever felt in my life. And I remember I went to cover the announcement of all these town hall meetings that were going to be held. Um, Lisa, the river keeper, was announcing that right by the river. And someone had mentioned that a boat ride was going to be offered afterwards. And our photographer, Will Dickey, was coming with. And he said, you never say no to a boat ride. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right. And yeah, that was a really fun story to write. Because while I was incorporating, you know, all the devastation that we've seen flooding wise and I was going to say destruction. I'm trying to be eloquent about this. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just bringing the community together still is happening right and it's all these different actors again all these different personalities just coming together marrying somehow to make something happen and finally i kind of wanted to ask you guys what what's next do you know what's next for both of you emily you don't do you i do not <laughs> somebody hire i'm on em- the market somebody hire emily <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, yeah, in the near future, at least, my sister is starting at Eckerd College in St. Petersburg, so I'm going to drive down there and help her finish moving in, do all of that, and then sit down and really start figuring out where I want to be. You know, I know I want and need to be at a daily newspaper, so that will happen. I'm mm-hmm. confident, optimistically confident, I guess, um, but I'm pretty open as to, you know, where I go and what I'm writing about. How about you, Hannah? Back school starting back soon back, right yep back to school um finishing up my degree in the next year um i'm still gonna be over at spinnaker so i'll still be doing daily 24 7 news um so um it's gonna be weird not coming back here especially since i live locally um and you know being part of the florida times union um it's really opened my eyes about jacksonville um in ways i didn't think it would um and so I'm excited about going back to school, going back into the routine, but also I'm going to miss it here. I'm really, I'm really am. Um, in a year, if someone wants to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll start the Hire Hannah campaign then. <laughs> well, thanks to both of you and yeah, to anybody listening, yeah, watch for those, those bylines somewhere, Emily Sullivan and Hannah Lee, and we appreciate what you did this summer. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.